Hey, everybody, it's the uh, Carl Experience. Um, this segment is going to be about the Derek Chauvin opening argument uh, or the opening statement uh, stuff. See, I wrote a bunch of crap down here that you can probably barely make out, but... All right. Let's first talk about, um, number one, it was opening arguments or whatever, opening statements, however you want to have it, and apparently had three witnesses who testified. Um, see, here's, here's the uh, ironic part for me. Get rid of this here. Yeah, there we go. Okay. The prosecution is trying to pretty much put Derek Chauvin out to dry. He is pretty much a pariah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying right now, given the evidence that he's guilty or innocent, given what I know about the forensic information, and I'm not talking about the secondary forensic information the family requested. Because I'm sorry, but in my head, something doesn't ring right in my head when you go for jury selection and your sister is, you know, the sister is sitting there <coughs> in the audience. And as soon as they bring up his drug use and his past crimes and past prison time, she walks out. That negates any right you have to uh, tell me about how great of a man he was. He had a very long uh, criminal past. But, um, yeah, let's start in on this with the, uh, the prosecution. The prosecution had, a, had some black guy, I don't remember his name, you probably do, but a black guy opened up the arguments and he used very... basic language he used he was basically like Johnny Cochran he was trying to make a case out of a federal case out of something that wasn't so earmarked um, they made bad logical points but attempted to make an emotional argument they wanted you to feel the uh, they wanted you to feel for uh, Mr. Floyd. They wanted you to let that override everything. It doesn't matter what he did before. It doesn't matter. Excuse me. It doesn't matter that he was resisting arrest at all. To the prosecution of Derek Chauvin, they want to prove it was all Derek Chauvin. That if Derek Chauvin hadn't existed or that he didn't do what he, uh, do, uh, exactly what he did, if he'd have done anything differently, Maybe Floyd would be alive. Maybe uh, George Floyd would be alive. Even though the autopsy already proved that he would have died that day from the fentanyl and the methamphetamines in his system. <clears throat> I know some of you are <clears throat> lambasting me, saying I'm not listening. No, I'm paying attention to the facts. And I watched the fucking video. I watched the video of when they pulled him out of the car and they had him stood up 
against a copy uh, against a police SUV, and he was saying with nobody fucking touching him that he couldn't breathe. Sorry, you kind of lose you kind of lose credibility. When and then they pointed out he said twenty seven times I can't breathe. If you can say I can't breathe twenty seven times, you have to take a breath to say it. But, yeah, they attempted to make a great emotional argument. They tried to play on the emotions of everybody. And they were using a very emotional argument, which I think is nonsense. But, you know, screw it. Now, the three now these three witnesses they used today, um, one is Don William, Donald Williams the second or third, I think. I, don't, I think it's the second. But they used... He was supposedly a martial artist, and they used him as a witness and a quasi-medical expert. Um, talking to him about the condition of George Floyd when he was when he had a knee in his neck. And just so those of you who are not forensic-minded know, the position he was put in doesn't actually kill you. Everyone's like, no, it kills you. No, it doesn't. I've actually been put in that position. It does not kill you. If you're high and on depressants, then yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have breathing issues. But this person was uh, was uh, t was t was uh, questioned and testified in a medical capacity, which is just he's not uh, he he doesn't have a degree in uh, medicine, and yeah, some people say he didn't he shouldn't have been treated this way or that way. Okay, but you don't rely on a random crowd to make judgments for you or to assume things. <clears throat> now, they, they also used a witness from the incident. A 23-year-old woman, I don't know what her name is, but she was at the scene when it happened, and apparently the testifying was that uh, she testified that uh, Chauvin used excessive force. I can see them making the argument. Honestly, I can. I get the fact that he may have used excessive force. But do I think that he deliberately caused George Floyd's death? Not at this point, no. Looking at it from a scientific standpoint, having been in that position with somebody's knee in my neck holding me down, I've had it done to me. It doesn't kill you. So people are like, well... It kills. No, it doesn't kill you. The fact that he was on his stomach, he was out of overweight, out of shape, on drugs, higher than shit. Yeah, there was a. Uh, his breathing was depressed already, and I don't think that the cops were entirely wrong in their assessment of the situation. Everybody can can say, well, they should have done this, should have done that. Put the uniform on, do the goddamn job, without making a mistake ever. And then they used, just see, um, they used a 911 dispatcher. This is according to what I read in several articles. They used a 911 dispatcher who was watching a live stream of the incident, which should automatically taint that witness to the point where they can't use that witness. Because that witness wasn't there. They were watching a video, a live stream of it, and they were in the capacity of a 911 dispatcher. 
so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they should have used uh, these witnesses like they did. Um, they used buzzwords and attempted to bypass the science of drugs and overdose. The uh, the prosecution's case is that George Floyd wouldn't have died. He we didn't have drugs, even though the even though the uh, autopsy revealed the toxicology report revealed he was on those things, and the family refused to believe that they wanted to make him a saint, which I do not agree with. Um, then on top of that, they wanted to ignore the entirety of the video for just in exchange just for the last 9.5 minutes. I watched all the video up until the point where he dies. Oddly enough, it was still on YouTube when they released the ent entire video. I watched the, uh, the point up to where he died because they've got one where he's, where they're still filming, trying to resuscitate him in the ambulance. It's not pretty to watch, but... If you watch the entire thing, it kind of uh, it gives you another picture on how George Floyd's mental state was, <coughs> how he was mentally, psychologically, physically, and according to the toxicology report, which I have read, he would not have lived, even if he'd been getting a simple citation for using counterfeit twenty dollar bill to buy a pack of cigarettes. Even if that had happened, he'd still died at home. They'd have been calling nine one. They'd have been calling nine one one anyway that night. But anyway, this is only the first day, and they're trying to sugarcoat the language so that they appeal to everybody's emotions and bypasses criminal career, bypasses drug use, bypass everything that's negative, bypass all the facts, and only bring it to well, he was a great man. I'll sharpen. Spoke at his funeral, uh, at George Floyd's funeral. George Floyd didn't know him from fucking anybody. But anyway, I digress. This is merely the first day. The opening arguments and the first three witnesses for the prosecution. I look forward to reporting on this on a similar regular basis. But you guys have fun and peace out. Hope to see you next time.